Chris, I've felt a shift in my brain the last couple of weeks. I have to admit Ooh. it. It feels like the latest rank ideas related shift. Like I feel, I feel like you've talked more um, across the history of our episodes about the ways that doing the podcast has changed the way you think about stuff. And um, I think I've been coyer about that, or maybe just not as self aware. But yeah, like there's a, there's a thing happening in my mind the last couple of weeks, and it's um, I th- I think it's you know the more we turn ideas over um, and put them in historical context and uh, think about the notion of um, how ideas influence behavior. Like, yeah, more than ever, I feel like I'm just um, looking at the world as just a total soup of unintended consequences and um, getting more and more relaxedly, I don't know about fatalistically, but more and more like relaxedly divorced from the idea that... um, Think, thinking that you have a, a notion of how society should be ordered or um, organized, like, yeah, like I feel, yeah, the the I, I'm just so relaxed about not have about that, just not having any practical use <laughs> that's reliable. I don't know if this is me sliding into, um, it, it doesn't feel like I'm sliding into a cavern of, um, uh, like nihilism or throwing up my hands or not doing anything. It just, it feels breezier and funner than that. But yeah, I don't have a good articulation for it yet, but it's something's up. That's so funny because I can't imagine you as somebody who was particularly invested in things needing to be a particular way in any of the time that I've known you. How has that shift? Can you give it some character and shape? This could just be a case of me becoming more obnoxiously myself, which maybe that's all, maybe I'm, maybe that's just the aging process is you just, you just, um, cement uh more into your vibe but yeah i think it's um uh we were talking about a little bit off mic just before the idea of um people for understandable reasons wanting to broker a sense of control in the world by just um having having a moral authority that they either um broker themselves in groups or that they invest in um and yeah i just uh yeah part of it is just me like I've I've always been skeptical or critical of different moral authorities, but there was probably still just from you know just from being conditioned in the world and growing up and being under authority structures and and often you know like those authority being under those authority structures like keeping me practically safe in certain ways um, through a mix of design and luck, you know you you still like subconsciously you invest in the idea that there are people who might sensibly be able to judge what other people are doing. Um, and yeah, I feel like there's just, I've just lost a whole, a whole layer of that has just, um, kind of snake skinned off the last couple of weeks. I've just, I just feel like I'm looking around and just feeling, just feeling freer than ever, um, from the sense of like anyone else having a moral, having a sensible <laughs> claim to moral authority over what myself or anyone else is doing, which yeah, is this going to make me even more insufferable in life? Um, yes, guaranteed. And maybe that's what I'm feeling breezy and fun about. You still need to wear pants to restaurants, Nick. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> I was going to work another 10 minutes of studious and forensic argument before I got to there. Okay, fine. This is my, the whole point of what I was, of this teaser is now out the window. Let's just talk about what we're going to rank. Any thoughts? No, nothing. Have you, anything been on your mind? Sounds like this transformative period would throw up a few tangential ideas. The funny bit of what I'm talking about is just the idea of like just feeling really relaxed about no one being able to tell me what to do, which is great and a great feeling. I guess freedom. Would would we rank freedom? We haven't done freedom, have we? Are we sure we haven't done it? 
That's a pretty good, yeah. If not, we should definitely do that. Hold on. I don't think we've done it. While you're scrolling through this, like... just to see if we've done freedom, I'm going to tell my freedom-related story, which is this week in my life of of uh, living in the US, I picked up two incredible freedom artifacts, one, um, and for free, fittingly. One is a pair of USA pants, which somebody just left on the corner, um, folded and ironed. There's like a street economy. Here. You can wear that to a restaurant. I, I was thinking exactly that. And the other item is a uh, ceramic eagle, and in its talons beneath it is uh, like draped in an American flag, and in its talons is um, a vista of the Twin Towers, and I assume it's some sort of commemorative, um, I don't know, mantelpiece uh, adornment. Regardless, it's got it's straight to the hand luggage. Yeah, I mean. So what you're saying is you're now an expert in freedom. Yes. What I'm saying is we haven't ranked it. <laughs> what the podcast format is demanding is that we now go to the theme song. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion, this lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas. Take them to the bank ideas. Good day, morning, evening, or night, listeners. It's Chris Andrew here with my friend Nick Deladovic, and we are in another episode of the Fantastic Rank Ideas podcast, in which we're on our journey to rank every human idea on an ever-expanding list in order from best to worst. Today, I, I have no, I have no, uh, no idea where this is going to land, but uh, we're going to be looking at freedom. Um, and for definitional purposes, this is potentially where it's going to be won or lost as a... As a um, concept because this you hear freedom used in different ways absolutely all the time um, to the point that it's I, I don't even know where we're going to nail lines around it meaningfully because it, it, it more it's more of a vibe even what, what do you think Nick what I think mm, I'm defining freedom I'm not here to play around I would say that freedom is the, so I would say freedom is, um, so it's a state, it's a condition, um, it's uh, about having an unrestricted ability um, and license to, uh, to do or um, express certain things. So it's a, yeah, I mean, we've got, what's, it's really funny, right? Because we have imprisonment hang, uh, ranked relatively high, which if you're a first time listener and that's a spicy thing to hear, um, uh, five minutes into your first episode, um, you should go to, uh, it's one of our early episodes. Um, you should go to our excellent episode on imprisonment, very distinct to the concept of prisons. Um, and yeah, as I mean, not highest of the high, but we've got it out of a hundred and something ideas. We've got it at, uh, 27 at the moment. I'm bringing it up by also, I'm, I want to try not to just define freedom in the negative, right? I don't, mm. don't want to be like, it's a lack of imprisonment. It's a lack of restriction. It's a lack of um, impingement on your freedoms because that's, uh, yeah, that feels a little bit inadequate. And then uh, tricky to do without just going into synonyms like uh, liberation. Um, freedom is an ability to do things. Freedom is an ability to exist um, in the most full extent of your imagination space. I, I think for the purpose of discussing it, we can't really qualify whether it's like freedom from or freedom to not to get all you know political science one double one no, i agree i think it more has to be maybe a value like a, an idea of a value because because I'll be, the, otherwise we'll be quibbling over the lines of you know well i should have the freedom to um take away your freedom or like whatever you know it's it's i think just more like 
what you know, whatever the energy that's being debated in the, the those terms with that noun, I think is what we're talking about. I think luckily, even talking about it just as a value or even just as an idea, um, rather than as a, because as you say, yeah, I I kind of me starting by going, oh, it's a state like that's Yeah. Just talking about trying to define it as what are the observable freedoms, um, happening in life, um, is reductive. But luckily I think even just talking about it as a value, all of the thorny crossovers of one person's freedom or another still come up as discussion points. Mm. So I agree. Like even it's you, you, but you bind it to that and in binding it to that, you still get everything that's worth talking, uh, about it. Just, um, talking about from its schmear. Sentence, and I think this is a good one. Like, it's not just a natural state that we're describing. You know, um, it, it is an idea because obviously the there's no unlimited freedom, unbounded freedom, because there are so many reality, real physical constraints in so many ways um, that we can't seemingly reckon with. You could easily argue. You could easily argue that it is that the reason it exists as an idea, or that the interesting thing about it being a central idea in humankind is that it is not. A demonstrable. It is counted to to demonstrative yeah. to demonstrative reality. The basic uh, fact on the ground of the reality we live in, at least for now, is uh, restriction. Is impingement. Is limits. Like uh, and again, you know, like we've um, ranked ideas that um, scan towards the accept the contention with that um, quite high. Like um, we've got the idea of limits. We rank, I'm sure we rank, we ranked limits. Yeah, we yeah, did, and quite Limits lightly. is number 12 yeah. at the moment. And, uh, yeah, on this, and again, uh, listen to the excellent episode about it, but in, in quick terms, we, in the same way that we ranked that um, sometimes restricting the freedom of one member of the group organism uh, is, will, will prevent damage and harm to the rest in, in a way that is desirable. Um a contention with and an acceptance of and a celebration of the idea of, of limits, not just as a thing that exists, but as a thing that can be further imposed to create um, edifying outcomes. Like, yeah, we were, we were super high on that, uh, number 12 uh, levels of high. So, yeah, I think um, – but then, yeah, like factually – freedom has got to be, at least in the modern world, I mean, I'm interested in the historical perspective, but at least in the modern world, it's, it's, it is one of the most celebrated and supported and fought for values. Um, it's something that factually people like yourself and myself enjoy huge surplus amounts of, outlier amounts of compared to most people in human history. So it feels very interesting for us of, of all the ideas that we have been implicated in and around, which is all of the ones we've ranked, but this, this one feels extra spicy in those terms. Um, because yeah, like it feels, this feels like a real test of, you know, the thing that we are so want to do, which is to come at, um, gleef- gleefully and, um, machete like at, um, very dearly held in central values in society. This one feels like the one that we, um, like there's a real, I feel a a real um, pull towards being self-aware as we do it. Um, But yeah, like, uh, I know, again, you know, you know that I rarely want to talk about things in terms of their sort of evolutionary origin point in a reductive way, just because, you know, you can just, it's so easy to create a false story from that. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty easy to empathize with, yeah, the, the idea of, um, in a, in, in a human history that is um, uh, replete with um, zero-sum games and restricted resources and scarcity and the, and the control oppression of one group by the other, um, one person by another, um, you 
like the idea of um, freedom as an idea, as an idea that would develop and then become central to people's minds is extremely easy to empathize with and to inhabit. Um, so yeah, so, uh, and yeah, like I can't deny that it's not a thing that I have pushed for in certain areas of my life and felt joy about achieving in certain areas of my life. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, over to you, really over to you, Chris, to, um, I'm, I'm more than happy for you to, uh, burrow through your own instincts of whether you want to start in a for, for a space or an against space or in some weirder space again. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think, um, the, the, the thing that really sparked me off thinking there that you talked about was, um, you know, where it's sat as a historical value and it, it seems to, it, obviously it's a huge one now. Um, and I was wondering why that might be. And I think, I think it's probably something that's a little bit necessitated or at least rewarded. Um, cause, cause freedom, like freedom as it's, um, touted in, like in contemporary times is, is, it's kind of goes hand in hand with tolerance, I guess, in a way, because, um, it's, it's about not having a, a it's a reduced degree of control on the behaviors of each other and, um, you know, the parameters of acceptable beliefs and acceptable, um, yeah, actions and, uh, representations of self and group. Um, and I think that that's, uh, like, that's something that we'd be pretty warm on. There are obvious downsides to, to that stuff. Like, um, you know, the more, uh, it's, it's, it's easy to imagine the comforts of, um, uh, you know, less free societies, um, in that the parameters of your decision-making, uh, would be less anxiety inducing, I guess. Um, but on balance, I think that's a trait that, uh, you and I abs would absolutely advocate given our, um, appreciation for different selfhoods and the sort of, mm. I'm trying not to say naturally, but, um, the, the, the sort of wide distribution that does seem to occur across, you know, people that, um, you know, uh, you wouldn't want to in, oh, we don't like inhibiting expressing particularly when, um, the only harm that's done through that is discomfort with difference rather than, um, the material harms that come from things that lead to uh, us putting imprisonment at 27. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, uh, yes. I think that the increase of that value over time is because it's, it's not, it's not even now, it's not, it's not a universally revered value. There are, there are competing, um, values and competing, no. um, and you see it all the time from society to society where there is a big gap between those societies and then how they, um, you know, how members of the society may have contempt for, um, the, the, uh, the other's conception of the, you know, the high degree of or, or low degree of freedoms that, would be accorded in different spheres of that society, um, which just goes to show that there is, you know, um, there is seemingly a subjective experience of a wide range of things that some people that obviously is revered at different degrees accordingly. Um, I think that, and I, I should probably, maybe I should use mechanical examples of that. I, f I feel like, um, you know, if, uh, you went to look, okay. One I'm familiar with at the moment is, um, you know, central and Eastern European society. Cause I spend a lot of time, um, thinking about in, in those spheres. Um, and there's a, there's interesting cultural clash between, um, central and, uh, former Soviet European countries and Western European countries because of different degrees of, um, you know, religious tolerance or intolerance. And it's, it's kind of like, it kind of goes to like a, a meta 
narrative, which is funny because, um, for, to me, because say, for example, you know, Poland and Hungary and, um, Czech Republic and, uh, Slovakia, et cetera, um, they want to have, you know, a Christian society and have, have it be declared as such. And then the Western European countries are like, well, you know, that's not, uh, how you have a, a free and modern, um, democratic state but then of course these places are like well this is what we collectively want so it's it is a democratic representation of that will um so it'd be anti-democratic to uh deny it and so it, it's it's interesting because it's it, you know it's it's quite a small gap particularly historically given you know these other societies maybe would have been exactly the same 10 years ago even um but uh where there are those gaps in the parameters of freedom i think that um and freedom in different terms um it does, uh, it goes to show that there's a pretty wide range of things that people seem to be able to find total comfort within. Um, and I think that you or I, uh, mm. given our, um, proclivities would be like, great, you know, like everybody find the level of, and of these things and, and do what you want. But, um, I think that also within that would be a, a value across time where, um, it appears to be pretty clear that societies that have higher degrees of freedom, it widens the parameters of like the types of people and groups and collectives and expressions that you can have in in a way that is both um, bad because it causes, I mean, it it means you're more likely to have conflict uh, of a a certain kind, but it's good in that you get a a sort of um, anti-fragility where uh, the blind spots of one way of thinking won't come to dominate an entire society quite as much. And so... Whereas the other ones have a fragi- There's an fragility, for where, conflict. yeah, but also the other ones may have a fragility where, say, 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 for example, if you have a, a religious theocracy, and you are sitting on material, uh, material circumstances that are bound to change, but you have a, that because of the theocracy, you just know collectively if we keep, you know, um, engaging in religious behavior, we'll be all right. But your material circumstances change, and then it all collapses. You're like, but we thought we'd be all right because we all bought into this particular idea. Um, you know, you're, you're more vulnerable to to the changes of um, what. If, and I only pick that one because it's an obvious one that most of our listeners, I think, would be like, "Well, you can't just pray your way out of any trouble." But you know, plenty of people on the planet absolutely do think that you can. Um, and uh, but there's any number of examples you could you could pick that from any particular culture or ideology um, uh, that there'll be blind spots. You know, it's very it's the the chaotic. Um, uh, connections between everything, causality and the world are impossible to exhaustively map, and we all have short hands, and consequently, we all have big gaps in um, our capacity to to navigate things. So, I think across time, those societies that do that are able to get away with the more um, the wider parameters of of expressions of selfhood and uh, are, are going to have, I think, a better time in being able to adapt to if, if they can survive um and i think and the u.s is a classic example of that at the <laughs> moment because you know it's a yeah there's a wide range of incredible things that only happen here and wide range of nightmares that only happen here yeah but then you get into interesting in the abstract horrid in the actual questions of being like okay well what is the point of societies for that specific discrete society to disc- to survive you know or is the you know like you could it's it is interesting yeah. in terms of like do you go uh do you res- do you downgrade the importance of freedom over stability or do you um you know do you do you do you accept a stability that um has uh if not if not more oppression than at least uh more of a more of a losing condition for the outgroup um 
as the cost of of sustaining the st- stability and relative content for the for the in group, or do you lean into the um, constant tension of a pluralist of a hyper pluralistic society? Um, and evenly, and even further, celebrate the idea that the points of that the point of pluralistic societies is to test themselves to destruction, to then kind of uh, to to create the conditions for um, to, you know for for better societal models going forward, knowing that the cost of that is uh, is a gross cost of human life, um, the or at least human suffering. Um, Hard, to, hard. You know, it's these are that's a very reductive binary and a false binary, uh, particularly because you get into the thorns of like what is joy versus suffering anyway, and what are the conditions for creating it. It's a, it is interesting. I think a lot. I feel like a lot of um, pundits who will um, critique various um, quote unquote progressive social movements on the idea of hey, look, these freedoms happened, and now people aren't happy. You know, these these people. You know, like women. You know, women are in the workforce, and um, it has, and they're juggling that with motherhood, and they, and it's not provided them the joy that they thought. Ipso facto, the you know the the state before was a superior state. Um, a like to me, that's that's always uh, aside from the fact that they're sort of just begging the question in a really a really classic way. Um, it's a bit mealy mouthed in terms of uh, <laughs> like pretending that anyone ever has ever come up with a reliable method for actually being quote unquote happy um, or content that there is actually that, that, you know, like really the thing that should be questioned is whether that is still a useful way to conceive of the point of endeavor. Um, but that's, uh, that's for a different podcast topic. It does cross map though, in terms of the critiques and supports of freedom. No, I actually really like that example. Cause, cause I think, not to sound like a psycho, but I feel like, um, you know, if that, even if that is your contention, then wouldn't you rather be in a world where that idea is tested in a marketplace of ideas where, um, you know, where people where were, the subroutine gets run? Exactly. Exactly. And you're like, well, oh, actually, I've, you know, I can see this and this and I've learned this or I've said, and I want to choose to do this because on balance, I can, you know, like the, the capacity to navigate that is something that's going to be, um, so much more uh, likely to be effective in achieving what even that stated outcome of you know quote unquote happiness than um, than an external than externally imposed universality because who on, like as I said you know life's complex who on earth can have the correct answer for everybody else's behaviour that will uniformly lead to um, them being happy what an absurd um, proposal that would be so I think. Um, I think, but, but I think in, in um, so many of the sub examples that we go to and talk about, like the thing that's uh, already useful is that we have freedom as a handle, like it's, it's just a handle to, um, like a value handle to, uh, dis- to discuss these ideas that without which, oh. It's a very hackable idea, which again, this yeah. is not, necess- I don't know if this is criticism or not. Yeah, like yeah, obviously, yeah. because like, because because it's being used because I mean again it's funny because fundamentally like a lot of the ideas on the list that have rated low and I don't yeah I I'm not feeling like this is a low ranker at the moment but I I just I don't know but the um the a lot of the ones that we've rated low like perfection for instance are ideas where we're like okay or asceticism we're like okay they just don't actually map to reality and they and the misalignment with reality is reliably causing um wonky to wonky bad outcomes or at least not creating the outcome that the point of the idea is meant to is meant to support um freedom is 
pretty mismapped to reality as in um, at this, that could change at some point. Like if we come up with a technological fix for resource scarcity, which is possible, whole different kettle of fish, but the whole of human history has been defined by resource scarcity, which means that um, even though not, obviously I'm, I'm not the sort of person who believes in resource scarcity as the fundamental truth of reality. I think that there is a lot of scope in a lot of ways of life where you can bake extra pies for more, you know, for everybody. But fundamentally there is, there are zero sum games that exist. Like as in there are conditions where one person, one, one person or persons getting what they want is going to preclude another person or persons getting what they want. And so freedom, um, as a outright value to take, to take to a hundred percent level for all people just mechanically can't be done. Um, which is, again, is not, um, uh, in terms of ultimately ranking on the list, all you would, all you would need to do is just weight it correctly. Um, in terms of its list placement, uh, next to the ideas that control for it. But yeah, the other, obviously, the other thing that you see, because 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 it's such a popular and and affirming and and nice and nice and lovely idea, um, it's a rhetorical idea that is taken up by a lot of people in a lot of places. Plus, it's a powerful, you know, it's it's an idea that has a that has a romantic heroic charge to it. Um, people will use it all the time and uh, will often just hack the use of it in. Uh, in terms of their own self-interest in a way that is easy to empathize with, but pretty misaligned. Like, so, you know, the, uh, abs- like a sort of normie Western world example would be arguments over, um, uh, uh, teaching, you know, allowing the concept of homosexuality to be represented in schools, for instance, um, where you, like, there are people, people who like, there are people who are like, well, yeah, that is just, that, that is just the freedom for people who a, a large chunk of the population who exists to have their freedom to have themselves acknowledged and recognized and represented and have the value of that representation. Or it's just freedom of speech. It's just it's just freedom for people to talk about a thing that is a demonstrable. A, I can't say that word. A demonstrated fact. And um, the uh, and but then there is an entire chunk of people who would be like, no, that is impinging on my freedom to educate my children about the world in an order and. Uh, style that uh, that I choose, and that is a, and that is a sacrosanct freedom for me. Um, and you know, like that, the, the the conviction on either side is 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 equal in the people's minds. Whether you know, obviously, any any one person hearing that is likely to be like, oh, well, one side of that is a dummies, and one side of that are just just uh, a chill. But you know, um, that's that's one example of. Uh, hundreds of thousands at least examples that are playing out in the world at any given time um of uh of of both sides feeling that of both sides wielding the value of freedom in like to, to uh, at least with equal fervor i think that that's actually a, a arguing in case of the concept because um it allows for that mm-hmm. uh, you know real conflict of uh you know interests um or desires to to be met and mapped and talked about uh the 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 way that that becomes a um poisoned uh, a poisonous um exchange is if is is when you bring in you know uh you know concepts of like the rights and and fairness etc to to further to distance people from being able to see each other's perspective but i think i think the difference between freedom and those other ideas you mentioned earlier like perfectionism um 
is that I don't think it purports to be an absolute truth. Like, I think it is much more a, um, like, like, I don't think anybody, like, I think even a freedom, even an ideological freedom advocate wouldn't say I am free to do whatever I want and, and I should be. And so should everybody else. Like, I, I think, you know, I think, um, I mean, I'm, look, I'm sure there'll be, I'm sure there'll be full blown. Um, you, 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 there'll, there'll be you'll one. find him on earth. But yeah. it's, again, but I don't, but I don't think generally, <laughs> I don't think that represents the aggregate of the movement. Whereas, whereas I feel like people who um, uh, strive for perfection in a particular thing think that that's an attainable thing. Like it's, it's an absolute uh, term. A lot of the time, people are just arguing that they want to be free of the that they should be free of the um, controlling body that they don't see value in yeah. um in favor of the controlling body that they do see value in like as in yeah. it's like oh i don't i don't want to i just uh, the government should the government should barely exist um and i don't need it because i have a religious framework for instance or or vice versa you know yeah i, I was thinking when, uh, from your example before it's funny that um like the first thing that i thought of when you're like uh, how hackable an idea it is i thought about like oh how many millions of people did you know napoleon march around to their death and to the deaths of others, you know, under like the, the banner of the idea of freedom, you know, like, oh, you know, this freedom is so important. Suddenly I'm conscripted mm. into an army. I'm walking all the way across the continent and dying alone <laughs> yeah. in the snow. Hang on a second. <laughs> is this, is this, did I choose any of this? That's the other thing I've been thinking of the last couple of days is the idea of just how easily any human, if you build the right um, idea framework around them can be marched step by step, sometimes a very short amount of steps into doing what would seem to be extreme outlier behavior, oh, even yeah. to that person at a previous point in their life. Like it's so radical, it's so easy to radicalize and it's so easy to get people to, to do things that they find extremely unpleasant in the live moment <laughs> out of a sense of, um, yeah, just, uh, having yeah having an idea space that they can be passionate about i've been astonished at how many people who i would have considered to be pacifists or whatever else are like we need to flood as many weapons as we can into the ukraine at the moment like that's a, that's a norm position that's a default position for instance uh, and uh but and, and yeah and, and you know right or wrong i'm I, i'm not an expert or um uh making an assessment in that it's just more interesting to observe that um like how quickly the the switches, even in the conception of things like drones, you know, like I feel like drones were, um, you know, when, when it's, when it's the, you know, David or Goliath, it's, you know, the U S droning, um, you know, small groups of tribal warriors in Afghanistan, etc. Um, it seems like they had this conception as a horrific thing, but now, um, I, I'm not seeing the same, uh, language around the 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 turkish drones which um everybody's enthusiastic about the ukraine getting as many as possible up so they can repel the the russian invasion um like it's just so interesting how the the conception around exactly the same things can change and as you say how quickly how few steps we all are um from you know what we consider to be our value set and circumstance from those things being you know events hacking those exact things to make us engage in behaviors that we consider utterly anathemic to, you know, what we would want to exist in society at all, let alone our own lives. It's, ama it's, a, it's really amazing. And you see, you see it again and again. It, it's, it's humbling. It's humbling. Humbling because it could be, it could happen to you or I just yeah. as easily and uh, presumably will in some way yeah. uh, to some order of magnitude across our lives. It suggests that the reason why it takes so few steps is because even the wonkiest wonk, the person who is thinking that they're really living in the details, the thing that is really governing their 
like most people's selfhoods are really governed and our predictive models that create our decision-making are really governed by a few core super ideas and all you need is to be activated around those and uh, in the right <laughs> and activated in a certain direction and all of your armor of rationality, probably more effectively the more intelligent you are or the more used to processing and analyzing you are, all, all of those rationality tools will be will just be completely swung around and pushed in the direction that you've been mobilized uh, by th- toward by those uh, you know uh, base level ideas. Um, which is why we're going to make sure that you guys, once we've ranked every human idea from best to worst, you'll have an easy top ten. Just make them those, um, and uh, things will be um, again. It's just a subroutine to run. Um, it is a uh, my much more low stake example than your excellent um, war in Ukraine example is just yeah I was um, this self indulgent digression but podcast producer Nick McCorriston and I we were watching a doco a few days ago um, on the history of the KLF um, early late eighties early nineties like house music uh, duo slash um, uh, sort of conceptual art collective that I was uh, a huge fan of when I was a kid and um, they were. Uh, this, you know, they had this kind of trollish practice of like that they they wrote songs that were huge bangers that I loved, and they um, owned their own record label and made a ton of money, and then they just put all that money into just uh, fairly trolly conceptual art stuff, like literally, you know, just like al- alternative art prizes where they just whatever the kind of prestigious art prize, visual art prize that year was, they would just uh, change. They would do their own art prize, which is which was just like the worst visual art in Britain, and just have the same finalists, that type of thing. And then, um, but yeah, they, they did a bunch of, uh, weird conceptual art things, which were mostly just about trolling journalists and making them have to, have to get up early and do awful things. And then, um, but it culminated in them making a short film where they burnt, uh, a million pounds of their own money, uh, which then became the thing they were most famous for and became oh, yeah, yeah. like, was just, you know, you've heard of this and yeah, they just yeah, became yeah, obviously yeah. like completely hated and despised for doing this because, you know, most people worldwide's visceral reaction to the idea of a couple of stonery musos burning a million pounds is, um, was like just, you know, complete disgust and revulsion. And, um, it's always been interesting to me because, um, sort of as someone who'd kind of followed them live doing those steps and seeing them just sort of yes and themselves conceptually into a point where the thing that they had to do is burn a million pounds. And also, obviously, it's easy for me because for me the idea of burning a million pounds is completely chill. Um, I guess I don't have any um, moralistic vibe with that. But also, yeah, yeah, it just, it's I don't know, for me it's just so clear that any human could be walked through the steps if you walk through any human through the right steps, any human from any standing start would end up burning a million dollars of their own money if you got them to, <laughs> yeah, if, if, uh, or the equivalent, yeah. um, if the right, yeah, if the right things came, uh, to bear. It was funny to me that that would incite in moral outrage because, like, for me, burning a million dollars is like a far, is like kind of like zero, you know, it's like, it's not good or bad, it's just a thing. Like, yeah. whereas, like, I would say, like, I don't see the outrage of people spending a million dollars on, like, I don't know. It's hard to imagine that there's a lesser, by any metric, yeah, good or bad exactly. out- outcome by spending a million dollars than there is by burning it. Yeah. And when yeah. you say the the obscene thing has already happened, which is one party having a million dollars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everything everything is downstream from that, and even that I'm chill about. So to me, this swings back around to the thing you said before, which is the idea of um, freedom as a mechanism to mean that all of the possible 
subroutines and and iterations of how a thing could be done get a chance to happen at some point with all of the with all of the horrific costs that um, would be baked into that. Um, but yes, what it it allows for pluralism of fact um, of you know the idea that that you get it that people get a chance to be exposed to or take part in different things like <laughs> other other alternate things which obviously I'm sure I'm it says more about me that I'm zeroing in on that as a real benefit but yeah I don't know the more we talk about it the more it feels it's it's funny like it's really it feels really cringe to just uh, pitch it as a twin idea with imprisonment because it seems like just um, a version of a simple binary. But remember, when we did the imprisonment in episode, the pains we were taking to, the only way we could feel good about ranking it where we did fairly high was to create a model of it where we accepted the, all of the worst possible costs of it. Like, remember, our version of imprisonment didn't have, um, we, we, were, uh, we weren't um, putting salve style ideas like rehabilitation in there. We were like, nah, if let's, let's say it's horrible, soul destroying, soli- worse than death, solitary confinement. Um, and that's, um, that's what we're talking about. And is it still sometimes necessary as a public good? Yes. Um, freedom obviously has a lot of evident great benefits and then also has, it's a huge game of winners and losers and has a lot of costs. And I feel as we talk about it, it just feels like one where we want to allow and accept and emphasize all those costs and say that there is still huge benefit to the idea. And then it really just seems then it's about looking at the part of the list where um, the costs and the benefits balance um, feels right. But it definitely, I don't know, I I feel like it's um, an idea where I want to just really be like, yep, freedom's important. Um, Freedom's good. Freedom will Vietnam will result in death and suffering, um, if that makes sense. Like hamburgers. Like hamburgers, yes. Which again, you know, they're pretty good. I think I think high. I, I, I'm 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 thinking higher and higher. Do we have other topics or aspects of it to discuss before we go to the list, or do we think going to the list is going to bring clarity now? Well, I mean, but- we got time. We set. We we decide how long these episodes are. We sure do. Thank goodness we have that capacity. <laughs> I'm just going to start on, on a maybe a more offensive case for why I think it could be higher. Because just just hearing you say that um, you know it's this uh, the trend force for big experiments for um, things that will have horrific costs. Um, I think that uh, like say say for example, if you had uh, you know you're you're a tyrannical leader of your family and one of your children um, wants to sing and you don't let them sing as in they want to, all they want to do is sing, 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 you know, they want to work on their singing, write songs, um, make me, but you don't let them cause you see it as a, a frivolous thing. And so they never do it. Like it's, it's a net loss, right? But, but, as in like, not only is it a loss for that person to not do the thing that they maybe get the most joy out of it for reasons that, you know, that, that's intrinsic to them. That doesn't have to it makes sense to anyone else. It's it's just a thing that doesn't cause any harm. It's something they love to do, um, but but then also, um, you know, the collective is robbed of that person being able to pursue that gift. Uh, maybe you know, maybe they would write a song that would touch people's lives or whatever. And 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 that's just that's just one you know micro. That's like a you know a pixel example on a tapestry of um, you know what different parameters of freedom 
can allow. And you could, okay, so that's, that's one example. But then you think for, you know, most of human history, um, you know, most people were illiterate. They didn't have the capacity to write. And then, you know, even then, um, you know, 50% of, of, of people weren't, uh, you know, perhaps socially allowed to write or, you know, um, or encouraged to or enabled to for, and, and just, just, you just think about all these lost expressions and, and like it, the, the impoverishment is so much higher than, um, than is imaginable. Like even still, like, you know, the, the restrictions that we have today, we, uh, and th these are not freedoms that are like, uh, necessarily politically imposed, but circumstantially imposed, you know, like imagine if, um, uh, you know, wow, Mozart's music really moved us all. Imagine if Mozart lived to 600 years old, you know, like how much better would he have gotten at writing and, and, uh, how much more advanced would the craft have gone and like how, how may we've all benefited or, um, even just, uh, like you don't have to pick outlier innovators, but just if you're, if you're, if your metric for building a good society is happiness, you know, if we all lived for another 50 years, what would we realize, you know, that extra time to realize what's important to us and to double down on that and to build more of it for ourselves or to, to try and fail more things, you know, that's the restriction that we, that's a freedom we don't have because of time. There are freedoms that we see people not be able to pick up and pursue, um, sharing their gifts with the world because they're not born into circumstances that give them enough nutrients to, to do things or, you know, they don't access enough education to be able to access the competitive, um, yeah, the hierarchy of their choice in the world. Um, and, uh, I, I just think that like, there's no way, like for all of the, the costs of, um, of the outlier examples of that increased freedom is, is, is failures of an experiment. But I think the failures of experiment that you want to run, because without that information, you can't then, uh, make collective determinations or even individual determinations for how, um, you may wish to do things for yourself. And so, um, I think that, uh, having it as a value is, is really, um, important. And I think being able to have it as a tool to, to navigate various things is good. And it, it kind of, and like, and I'm not going for like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know where it should go in the list. I think it should go higher than imprisonment. Cause I think imprisonment is a concept that, um, is designed to utilize, like we use freedom as a concept within that to understand its utility because we, we want to, um, its utilities to, uh, limit the, the sort of freedom to, to live and do things that, you know, some agents will remove if we don't have the capacity to stop them. But I don't know if it's, you know, like that we have, we do have flawed ideas at the top, like story and things like that because they are very flawed. Yeah, very flawed. And we have imaginary ideas at the top, like immortality, yeah. you know, like yeah. close to, it's not that high, but it's pretty high. Like I did. So yeah, when I was saying before that, oh, it's not an idea that maps to our current reality, we have ideas that are lower for that. And then we have ideas that are higher for the same reason where the idea of positing something, positing something beyond the current status quo um, has particular, if it's a valuable thing, if, if it has the idea to actually expand that imagination space in a way that we can then enact in good ways. And I mean, really, you're just talking a lot there about just um, freedom as a spur to abundance and to um, a belief in more for more people at more times. And I mean, what I like about, like, again, and you're, you know, you're sharing a lot of very um, easy to empathize with examples of people getting to, you know, um, share benign things. I think the reason it's compelling to me is I think it, the argument is still good, even if the people, even when the people that, um, are having the freedom are then going to often be free to share less benign things. So for instance, um, if instead of, uh, being asked to, 
as instead of that person wanting to be a singer and being allowed to be a singer by their family, it, it, the, you know, even if that person, what they want to do in life is do um, improv comedy and then they're allowed to do that with all the costs laden into that, I still think it's worthwhile um, for that freedom to exist. Um, or, and, you know, and again, uh, the cool thing is because the reason I think that, and, you know, let's, let's the, the more serious example, like someone who's going to have some kind of hateful ideology that they then want to have the freedom to have. Um, luck, like we are still, yeah. um, this, the, partly we will, we will look at this in the ranking of relative ideas. The idea of, um, there is a belief, like, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't believe in stupid reductive shibboleths, like, you know, um, the, the cure to hate speech is more she, uh, more speech or sunlight is the best disinfectant. Like just exposure and just um, freedom to express does not reliably have the best ideas come to the top, although there is an argument that it still, that it does. There is an argument that it does over the super long-term scale, like over centuries, but even then maybe, maybe not, and there's still the cost. But compared to the absolute... Um, cutting off of possibility that restricting even the, the restricting the, um, the running of the case study, um, involves, I think, um, the, and there's, and the demonstrable <laughs> suffering, yeah. um, that yeah. happens from that. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's an easy, yeah, it's, 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 uh, um, easy to know which is better. Plus, you know, like, again, it's until we, it, it, until such a time as we really change the very nature of our physical reality, the checks and a lot of the checks and balances are there. They just are there, yeah. which is that there is not total freedom. Um, so pushing from pushing for more, you could argue that no, not by not by yeah aeons of imagination. Yeah, exactly. So the, so you, you could take it to a very simple argument, which is that in a in a world where there is really so little freedom, like I don't have freedom, I don't have freedom from gravity, I don't have freedom from nutritional needs. Um, I don't have freedom from, um, improv comedy nights happening at multiple, uh, evenings in my town. Then freedom from your own desires. Exactly. I don't have freedom from that. Um, the pushing the, yeah, pu like pushing for a maximal freedom mechanic is still going to be a pretty moderate, is still going to hit pretty moderate outcomes compared to what, um, could be imagined. Cool. So. And it's easy to put it above imprisonment because factually imprisonment is just uh, the sphere of relevance to human existence is much smaller. Like imprisonment is relevant yeah. when you have um, humans humans who are outlier harmful to other humans, uh, improv comedians. And then, other, you know, freedom is uh, an applicable idea to investigate in all aspects of human uh, life. So, so that's pretty chill. So that gives us – so, Chris, let, I'll do this real simply – since imprisonment is um, around number 27, I'm just going to go up from there. Again, just as a, mostly for our listeners' joy to just get a little review of the top of the list. And I'll go all the way up to the top and you just tell me where you've got intuitions about its placement. So up from imprisonment, we've got gene editing, safety, moving, immortality, law, authority, true or false, scientific method, competition, Consistency, art, rules, history, creativity, limits, criticism, teaching, adaptability, cooperation, hanging out, self-awareness, generosity, story, jokes, 
friendship and holding strong at the moment at number one, sharing. Interesting. It really felt like a flavor shift for me going up the list. At first, I was like, definitely better, definitely better. It's, in fact, these things are about enabling better freedom um, or freedom is mixed with these things is enabling a better society. And then there was a point at which there were the things that were intrinsically great that I feel like, well, you know, even without freedom, I would absolutely enjoy these elements in a society. I would want them to be there. And I think yeah. maybe uh, above limits was where that started to happen. It was um, what's currently above and below limits. Criticism is above and creativity is below. Yeah, for me, it came in a little lower above art. It's like above art is rules and for rules... Mm -hmm. Rules, I started to get the flavor of ideas where I'm like, because above rules, you have ideas, you have a lot of ideas like where they are a lens through which to look at look at and understand existence and have perspective and have, it all, all feels very cringy to say, but I do, it is meaningful to me, like, you know, ways, ways to have a nuanced and calibrative understanding of what has happened, what could happen, the consequences of what, the consequences of your actions. And um, that all feels, you know, by which I mean things that you could use as tools to, you know, to prosecute and navigate um, the, the, you know, ideas of how to be free, as, how to be free versus limited in different spaces. Why to be free? Why and where? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's it. So, I mean, and, you know, obviously, of course, like the all the top ranking ideas, we love them. So I guess it, it, yeah. So I guess the, it's the question is how hard, how hard into the paint do we want to go with that idea of, um, putting lenses over the idea of freedom? Um, cause yeah, I feel like, um, uh, and yet yeah, like it's very reductive to be like, oh, is limits or freedom better? Um, but yeah, it is, it is an interesting question because I'm really high on the idea of, um, understanding and celebrating limits and um, knowing that they, both knowing that they are a thing that already exists and are a thing that can be created and prosecuted and shared and offered as a way to, as, as methods of care or as methods of navigation or as methods of doing things. And then obviously, as we're talking about like the imagination, the thought experiment of freedom as a way to um, expand and pluralize and weirdify what, um, society is and what my life life is uh, and what everyone's life is, um, is also really great. So, um, for me, yeah, it's tricky to have a simple intuition on that. Um, but yeah, I do, um, feel, yeah. And there's, yeah, I feel like there's an argument for everything. So yeah, everything going up for rules and everything going up from rules has the, is, is in contention to be above freedom, but, um, I think we've got to talk it out for a little bit more. So yeah, so go, again, going up, rules, history, creativity, limits, criticism, teaching, adaptability, cooperation, hanging out, self-awareness. Yeah, like that's a, yeah, I don't think it's going to get It's out. definitely not better than teaching. No way. No, no way it's better than that's, teaching. That's the hard ceiling. Like, criticism for me is probably one that sits above it as well. Yeah, because mm -hmm, you can't mm -hmm. have blind values. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to, re yeah, you have to revere the capacity to interrogate and, de and to, to deconstruct things, even if you do that, you know even if it's not a, sorry, if, it is inevitably imperfect. Um, it's still a good thing to have. I, th I think, I, to be honest, I think, I don't mind it being above, just above limits there, because I think that, um, you know, the, one of the beauties of like limits other than the reckonable reality, but the, the placement of them is that you, and, uh, and rules that, you know, the utility of rules is that you, you do, you are sort of gaming a space in which you can, um, 
have more of a particular thing or less of a particular thing, which I think is, uh, which I think freedom is a useful, um, value and tool to throw into the mix for how you want to do that or why you might want to do that. Um, uh, like if I think of a, like if I think of, um, environments that, uh, revere rules without the function, you know, idea of the rules as function. I don't like that space, but a place that has um, well-designed rules for particular outcomes, you know, I love that space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when we talked about rules, yeah, this is feeling good for me in terms of when we talked about rules, the big thing we were celebrating, like rules is different to limits because rules are absolutely constructions. And um, we talked about the the beautiful the beauty of creative restriction but of deliberately deliberately and thoughtfully constructed creative restrictions we like we're not standing up for rules that are just we're not standing up for tradition traditions rank quite low on the list um we're not standing up for rules that just are or that are based on insecurity or fear we're ba- we're we're um you know basically we're sticking up for rules that are creatively and thoughtfully put together and and with a sense of fun behind them and it does feel like having freedom above that reinforces that version of it. Yeah. And I kind of think the same about history. I think the same about history and creativity, like your ability to navigate and interpret those ideas, having a value of freedom there. And again, as a, as a raging, as of having a value of freedom as a raging against the reality of what would otherwise underpin those things, <laughs> like the, the, the limits and the strictures of them. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, that, that, that part of these two in particular feels like I re- we really have spent 55, 56 minutes to swing around to an extremely normy kindergarten teacher idea of like, yeah, it's, it's good to be free, but it yeah, does, yeah. it does feel right. And then, yeah. Yeah. So then, and yes, like, um, if, uh, in the same way that I, you know, <laughs> it was really fighting for something as lit as immortality to be high on the list. Um, listen to that great episode of the rank ideas podcast. Uh, if you, if you have a free uh, time today, otherwise do it tomorrow. The, uh, yeah, this, the idea of um, if we have, if limits and freedom, if one's going to be just above the other or slightly above the other, then, um, and does feel like, I mean, I'll I'd be surprised if there end up being a bunch of idea, a, a thousand ideas in between these. It feels like they will, my hunch is that they'll stay pretty close together, but I, it'll be interesting to see if I'm super wrong. But um if we're going to have one slightly above the other than having the one that is about having a resistance to like having an open imagination space does feel right. Particularly when, you know, there's still limits is still then super high limits will still be number 13 <laughs> on the list and rules will still be in the top 20. What are the two above freedom at the moment? If we put freedom over limits, um, yeah. then above that would be criticism and teaching. Yeah. I, I strongly feel that it's in the perfect spot. And this is this is often how I feel at the end of a yeah, rank ideas well, episode. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, if I had to talk about the amount of times, if I had to try and put a, a percentage number on the amount of times that I felt that we'd perfectly ranked the idea in its flawless spot uh, as a permanent ranking of uh, ideas uh, on the list of all ideas from best to worst, I'd place that at one hundred percent of the time, mm. which is nice. I mean, it's a nice. Yeah, I mean. It's good. Uh, I I know that a big thing. Just that, so it's not full hubris with a zero percent margin of error. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's you know we like we play a high stakes game, so you know it's okay to it's okay to acknowledge when you um uh yeah when you when you have a victory um against uh so, some would say um against uh, entropy itself um if they were going to self-aggrandize 
Cool. So uh, that is coming in. Freedom at the new number 12. That is way higher maybe than my instinct would have Me been. Too. Um, just because, you know, I, yeah, this, we are the contrarian boys. So that one really had to get through. It had to get through the contra- the contrarian cage to um, get to it, get to the same spot that probably a lot of basically people would have put it in very quickly. But that yeah. is why <laughs> they're not us. <laughs> That's the reason. As, a, as an art experiment, as part of the, the UI Here Festival or something, can, can we get together and, like, get just, like, people off the street and, and ask them just to, like, in 10 minutes, like, we give them, you know, the top 100 ideas or whatever that we have at the time and ask them just to quickly rank them and see how, like, plus or minus how far off the aggregate is? That would be really yeah, fun for me. I think it would be super fun. That's a great idea. And, you know, obviously, even when we did the live show and we just had the list out on bits of paper, on the table, there were people, particularly the people who came along, but who weren't regular listeners of the podcast. I saw a lot. Of, there were a couple of people just sitting out. They just they had like their pens out and were just like being like, "Oh no!" and they were rearranging the list. So, <laughs> that, which is which is a sense that there's some either that where that there is some golf between us and the popular intuition, or we had just had some particular weirdos come to that uh, recording. But yeah, no, we we definitely need to do that. Uh, maybe you know we'll put it on we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah. Or do it as a light, yeah, yeah, or just do it as a series of um, events. And then at this, and then at the end uh, of the, yeah, we'll do it as a video where we ask the people, we do the lists, and then one of us will burn the other, KLF style. Cool. Heads or tails situation, or can I just burn you? Uh, I mean, if you're quick, like, there's, yeah. I mean, I, I, reckon you could, you, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I could do much to stop you. <laughs> what do you, this is what I've been training for this whole time. You haven't spent two decades learning how to wrestle. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Love you, Nick. That was great. Love you too. Take care. Take care, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. Sometimes commotion, sometimes commotion, sometimes commotion.